On this episode, episode 117 of the podcast, I'm going to talk about some political drama that is happening uh, in my state. So let's get into that, folks. How exciting. Hello, 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 everybody, and welcome to yeah, another episode of the uh, Luke Who's Talking podcast. How are you going out there? I am just going to change this for a minute. I'm just going to make a quick amendment to my notes. Um, there we go. Cool. I had something else written, but I'm going to change like the title. Anyway, so yeah, political drama, a bit of drama. That's been happening now. I was I thought about talking about this, and then I thought, what value is it going to be to the listener? And then I was consulting with uh, a listener about, oh, should I talk about this or not? And I'm like, yeah, do it, because they have found my musings about it to them uh, vaguely interesting. So let's get it. So I'm going to break it down. We're going to have the three segments. So we're going to have the background. We're going to have the uh, quote decisions. And then we're going to have sort of where we're currently at <laughs> with the whole thing. So the background. So here in Aussieville, um, there is a football league and it's called the Australian Football League, AFL. Now, it used to be called, up until I think the early 1990s, late 1980s, it was just the VFL for the Victorian Football League because most of the teams are based in Victoria. But anyway, so the early sort of late 80s, early 90s, they decided, to, hey, let's have some... Uh, teams in other states, so uh, you know, Western Australia got a team, or they have two teams there. Adelaide have two teams. Queensland now have two teams. New South Wales have two teams. And hold on, what's that gives us? That gives us eight. Uh, and then there are ten teams in Melbourne. But my state, Tas Vegas, we don't have a team, and apparently we deserve one. Because that would mean it's a truly national competition, despite the fact the two territories, the Northern Territory and the ACT, Australian Capital Territory, don't have teams, and from what I can gather, have no, um, no appetite, no appetite uh, to get a team. Now, anyway, so the last sort of, I think, the last three, four years or so, the government here have been trying to get the league to give us a team. And sort of things sort of meandered along. I honestly, anyway, now I think it was about a year ago, the Premier at the time suggested Oh, if we got a team, perhaps we could build a new stadium in the capital on some uh, reclaimed land there. And people, I think, at the time were sort of like, I mean, that's a bit of a joke, you know, whatever. Um, However, that has become a condition or transitioned into a condition of getting the team. So the AFL, who pay, I found this out recently, the AFL, they pay no tax, right? Are saying to the second poorest state in the country 
you have to build a stadium if you want a team in our competition. And they've come up with the price tag of $715 million for the stadium. So that is sort of, that is like a bit of a loose background uh, of things to government. Like we want a, we want a team. And not. Here's another thing. Okay, football, as in AFL football, is not even the most uh, participated sport in my state. The other football is soccer. Yeah. And no one is talking about, hey, how about we get a team in the A-League? Right? That'd be great. So, yeah, anyway, that is where, that's a little bit of a build-up, okay? You want a team? Cool. Premier, I personally off the cuff feel, it was like an off the cuff comment, hey, if you want a team, uh, sorry, if we get a team, we could build a nice new facility, new stadium, right? The AFL have been like, yeah, you want a team, you've got to spend money on this, okay? So that is like the loose background of it, okay? So let's get into... Go for a jingle and we'll get into quote decisions and we'll we'll go over the business case of the stadium, <laughs> which is a total joke. Anyway, yep. So the business case. So uh, the government had a business case done sort of late last year to, quote, bolster, right, the benefits so this is so it started off as an AFL stadium, and then when that didn't go down too well, they were like, "Oh, it's a multi-purpose facility." Okay, so we're like, "Oh, we're gonna have bands and all this stuff there, right?" Okay, so now here's the thing: the business case, which was done by Price Waterhouse Cooper, PwC did this. Now here's another thing: PwC have actually been uh, in a bit of hot water recently over. Uh, some uh, dodgy tax sort of insider trading type stuff. So, yeah, take that for what you will. And also, I'm led to believe, I have looked at the business case now, I believe that the business case, uh, most of the um, uh, numbers in it were provided by the government. So, that, for starters, is a problem with the business case, in my opinion. I can't say to some like, how can you possibly take it seriously? If I said to somebody, I want to build this thing, okay? It's going to be really great. Here are some numbers. I'm going to give you those numbers, and you're going to work out if it's viable or not, right? And then we're going to tell the public how great it is. Like, PwC, as far as I'm aware, have done no legwork, however... That doesn't mean that the business case is actually a good one because it's not. So uh, now I'm led to believe this is over the 20 years of operation, right? The stadium will cost the economy $300 million, okay? It will cost $300 million. Now this is, yeah, uh, <laughs> And they're like, oh, how great's it going to be for, uh, how great's it going to be for, uh, you know, tourism stuff. Now, the business case, this doesn't make sense, this bit, but the business case says that there will be about 570,000 visitors to the stadium, okay? 120 or so of them will be interstate slash overseas viewers. That will um, 
that means apparently according to business case there'll be a three percent increase in overnight stays as a result and tourism spending will increase by 3.3 percent so hardly groundbreaking stuff you would have to agree with me now something interesting with this is also a complete joke but the business case says there's going to be 44 events right at the stadium now in the list of events oh this is one thing it says in the list of events it has the wooden boat festival listed the wooden boat festival is listed as a an event at the stadium right what a joke that is so the wooden boat wooden boat festival what that is because the proposed area is down at the wharf Wooden Boat Festival is basically something they have there every year or whatever. And, you know, people display wooden boats. Why are you going to be putting that in the stadium? Also, the stadium has a capacity of 23,000. Okay, that's the the capacity of the stadium. Oh, I also haven't mentioned that Hobart, which is where um, it's apparently going to be built, has a stadium not far, right, not far, uh, which has a capacity of, I think, about 20. Or nineteen or twenty thousand, and where I live, Lonnie, we have a stadium up here which is the same size, about twenty thousand, right? So for starters, you're like, like, is it worth? It's, surely you'd have to say it's not worth um, building a seven hundred and fifteen million dollar. That's apparently the price facility for three thousand more seats. Anyway, back to the events because this is where it falls apart a bit. So it says it's going to be 44 events. Now, in the business case, I'm led to believe that the the economics are worked out on the basis of 44 events at full capacity being 23K, right? Now, however, the if you take the number of visitors to the stadium, which is projected to be 577,000, if you divide that by the 44 events, that means each event will have an average attendance of 13,000. So, surely that has to be a bit of a... Um, that has to be a bit of a... Um, issue surely another thing in the list of events it has international cricket so international test and one day cricket listed in the events now i also think it says basketball as well mbl it could be nrl i'd have to double check but anyway um, but in regards to cricket now there's been a parliamentary uh, committee uh, investigating or taking, uh, you know, people can submit evidence to the committee and then you can have like a hearing about, this is about the process of the stadium, how it came to be. So they had the CEO of Cricket Tasmania present evidence to the committee and he said that the ICC, now the ICC is the International Cricket, uh, I think they're International Cricket Council, and anyway, they're in charge of international cricket globally okay now the icc have a rule or apparently the icc don't allow international test and one day cricket to be played in stadium with roofs they do not allow cricket 
test in one day in roofed stadiums. So straight away, in that regard, the business case has a problem. You would have to surely agree. I'll tell you what, if anybody out there wants to see the business case, I'll get you a link. I'll download it for you and you can have a look. There's also a cost analysis uh, report as well, which I'm led to believe doesn't... um, In the cost analysis report, I'm led to believe uh, pretty much uh, assumes that the land cannot be used for anything else, right? Which is... Look, yeah, so anyway, now, um, now in regards to, there was a report done as well about uh, possible stadium locations. Now, the area where they're proposing to put it wasn't even the preferred site in this report, okay? So, yep, there's something else. It is, the location is reclaimed land. Now, as far as I'm aware, there is no... There has been no geological survey done to see if the land, if the site can physically handle a structure this big and this heavy. So I personally think that's going to be the next twist in the tale. The site physically being incapable of um, being able to handle this structure. Also... There is most definitely probably contamination on the site as well because it basically used to be a freight yard as well, right? Freight yard, it's a dock area. So that surely is a problem. And as far as I am aware, those concerns haven't been looked at. And when I looked at the report for the stadium locations, I think there was a comment about maybe contaminated uh, the site. But yeah. Um, Now... The government is saying it'll cost them $715 million, which is a complete made up, uh, is completely made up because they have no plans about it. They have no plans. Um, they have, uh, uh, what's the word, conceptual, uh, an artist's impression. They have that, which apparently costs them 20 grand, but they have an artist's impression of this. But apart from they have no details. Uh, no structural or detailed plans. So I have no idea where they came up with this price, but it's completely made up because they they can't, they don't know how much material needs to go into the building to then, you know, get, like, quote, a price, which is hilarious. Now, so it was, con- this sort of was all happened in regards to, this was the idea, and then they put a case, I'd, I'm completely baffled as to how they got this money. But they got $240 million from the federal government. Now, here's another thing, because it's it's about the cost of it, right? About cost. That is the thing. You go, well, you know, they should be funding schools, uh, health, etc. better. Which, you know, you'd have to agree with that. So they got $240 million from the federal government. However... That all of that money, I'm led to believe, it cannot be spent on the stadium itself. It has to be spent in the greater, the uh, greater area of the site. So, to get any federal government money, they have to meet a few key indicators. And I 
or some led to believe that they cannot spend that whole 240 on the stadium. They might be able to spend half of it or maybe even three quarters of it on the stadium build itself, but that money will have to go to other parts of the site for the, for a greater development. So that means the taxpayer here will have to pay more money. Um yeah, now also the now you'd have to agree, you'd have to think a project is an absolute dog if the mayor and the council of the city are not on board with it, which is, you know, the mayor of Hobart, they're like, nah, and also I believe the council in, uh, the, the council also are not in board, on board, and now there is also a war memorial close by, so as a result the RSL are not on board with the stadium, at least the location of it, because they are concerned about the height, is it going to shadow um, and obscure the centre I can't even say it, the cenotaph and those sorts of things. So their concerns that the RSL has as well. Now I'll leave you with this little little nugget as well, and then I'll take a break and we'll be back with sort of where things are at now. Now there was a protest I think it was about two weeks ago, there was a protest at Parliament. Uh, a couple of Saturdays ago, and it's reported there was about 6,000 people there. There was no stadium protest, about 6,000 people there. And there was a game of football on the same day down in Hobart at Bell Reef, not far from the city, and there was about 6,100 people there. I'll just leave you with that nugget, and then we'll get into kind of where we're at now with a couple of things. So the Saturday, sorry, the Friday before the uh, before the protest, which was not Saturday, not last weekend, but the one before, I'm led to believe. Anyway, two government MPs resigned. Now that meant the Govey were not, didn't have, they lost their majority as well. So two Govey MPs resigned, apparently using the statement. This is a fiasco within itself though. Anyway, now, the next week, they signed an MOU with the Premier, which had a couple of conditions. Now, one of those conditions was to be that the um, was to be that the stadium was to... So what was going to happen is the stadium was going to go through or be approved under a particular piece of legislation. Um, however, uh, what is happening now is it's going to be changed to a different process, which I think is called a project of uh, state. So it was a major project, I believe, is what it was going to be put through as, which means it could, like, the, the I think it had to go to a planning commission. They would do a report, and then the Premier and the, and the planning minister could basically just say, yeah, fine, right? However, now it has to go through as a project of state significance, which is a, is a different uh, piece of legislation. So that basically means Parliament, both houses, the upper and the lower house, have to vote on it. Now, it'll get through the lower house. However, the upper house is going to be a few more problems because the government have four MPs there, the opposition have three, and I think there are seven uh, independents. 
So they have to get, what, three of them on board? I think three or four of them on board, which I think could be tricky. So it might not actually even go past that. But anyway, if if it was to go past that, the Planning Commission then will... uh, do a report, people then can can um, submit evidence for a hearing and then a report will be done with obviously a recommendation and then that will then go to, oh, I would have to assume the Premier and he, see, it does. this is just meaningless because he will just say yes because he has, if they're insistent on getting the team, they have to do it. So they've, they've got themselves into this position where they have, it has to be built sort of it has to be built if they're so hell-bent on we need to have a team it has to be built so they've got themselves in they've literally painted themselves into a corner but like anyway so another thing was the contract the government signed with the afl was released now here's some here's some things in it here's some things in it now if the stadium isn't 50% built by November 2027, the government have to pay, not the AFL, but they have to pay the, our, quote, our team, $4.5 million. And then they have to pay them $4.5 million every year after that. They can't play games there. More money. More public money. Right? More public money. Now, the Premier was asked about that on radio yesterday, I think. And he was like, oh, it's an investment into the team. And then the host was like, so what? It still has to come from you know the public purse, okay? Uh, let me see. They also have to build another oval and like a training facility, which I don't think that's a complete surprise. However, why can't they upgrade an existing area? There we go. And I think that's uh, 60 million bucks there, right? Get this. This is an absolute joke. Now, two things in regards to the training in the admin facility. It has to have a refurb every five years and the government are going to rent it to the team for a dollar. Yep. There we go. And here's another thing. After... I believe after 12... Oh, and the government have to put $12 million a year into the team for 12 years. And after the 12 years, if the team isn't, quote, viable, they, they can either renegotiate terms or the government slash AFL can, can, uh, can disband a team, can get rid of it, right? So, yeah. Now, uh, back to... Sorry, back quickly to the... To the um, major project thing i saw somebody make a comment about this uh i think yesterday it was one of the politicians an independent now there have been some projects go through this legislation before but they have been put forward by uh private uh entities now if this is the government putting forward this project because they have a vote on it, is that a conflict of interest? Surely you would have to say it is. So I would say government should abstain from voting on this, right? Uh, but, yeah, so, like, if you're, say, for example, you're on council 
and you're like, you want to build a house and you put an application forward to council and that comes to planning, you know, for a vote, you should abstain from that process because you are implicated in that. So surely that has to be a conflict of interest. If a government are putting forward the stadium as their project, okay, they should in my opinion, should abstain from voting because they are um, they are compromised by this because they've got themselves into a situation where they need to build it, okay? They need to build it. And so them having a say on that is, it's, dare, I, dare I say it? A corrupt process. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say a corrupt process. So, yeah, that's where we are at the moment. Apparently, now I'm recording this on Wednesday. Apparently, there was a vote this morning or a motion of a no confidence in the government put forward. Now, it's going to be two more years, apparently, before an election. I don't particularly think we'll make it there. As well, I don't particularly think we'll make it there. Oh, and now this is for finance nerds out there. I had a look. I had a look at some some numbers. So I'm going to talk about briefly. Um, let me see gross state product. Now that so GSP measures uh, the size of a region's economy. Okay, so I'm going to tell you just. Tell you about GSP for a minute, right? This is for finance nerds out there. Now, New South Wales, okay, they have a population of, let me see, where is the population? Population 8.1 million people, and they have productivity of $624.9 billion. That's New South Wales. Victoria, they have a population of six point six five or six point six million okay and their uh, productivity is four hundred and fifty eight point eight billion dollars right Queensland they have a population of five point three million dollars and they have productivity of three hundred and sixty three point five billion dollars now, I'm just telling you these numbers so then you can get a bit of a perspective as to, as to you know, what $750 million is going to cost or be relative to the size of my state's economy. Now, I think everybody, it's, it's pretty well, fine, it's pretty well it's, I think it's pretty well acknowledged that the, the 600, sorry, the $750 million is an absolute fantasy. It'll cost more. They have to do other upgrades. They have to upgrade... Um, they have to do work on transportation. You know, as I said, the whole $240 million from the federal government can't be spent, as far as I'm aware of, on the stadium itself. You know, they, they've tied themselves into having to also develop the greater area as well before they actually... Now, I think the federal government uh, said, the infrastructure minister said, the government need to put forward a plan for the whole area before they can actually get any money. And, of course, costings on all that stuff before they can get any capital, any of the for 240 from the feds to be released to them. So, 
you know, they might put forward a plan and it's going to cost them, for example, we just say 300 million bucks to revamp everything else, excluding the stadium. So we've got seven. That takes us to a billion dollars easily. And then you've got whatever it's going to cost more because, you know, projects, the most recent stadium built in Australia, I think, was the Perth Stadium, and that went 91% over budget. So, you know, it's going to cost more. So let's say the stadium's going to cost a billion dollars, and let's say, for example, it's going to cost $300 million to um, uh, develop the greater area. So we're at $1.3 billion. They have to do upgrades on transportation, how they're going to get... Hobart gets gridlock, right? So if you've got a game there or an event with 23,000 people turning up on a Friday, that's going to be an absolute fiasco. So it's going to cost them more money again. So it's going to cost them like $1.5 billion, probably, okay? Where are we? Western Australia. Western Australia has a population of 2.8 million, and they have a productivity of $292.2 billion. They actually posted a huge profit in their recent budget because they've been... WA do a lot of... um, They sell their mining economy, really. So, I don't know, iron ore's up. Iron ore's a good price. They made heaps of money, apparently. South Australia, 1.8 million people live in uh, SA and they have a output of $108.3 billion. Now, Tas Vegas, we have a population of 571,000 people. Our output is $32 billion. Okay. Now, the Australian Capital Territory. This is interesting. They have a population of 455,000, but their capacity is $40 billion. So, South Australia, uh, sorry, the ACT have 120,000 less people, but their economy is $8 billion more, is worth $8 billion more. And in the Northern Territory, I was shocked about this. So the Northern Territory is 548.12 square miles um, or 1,419,630 square kilometres. So it's a big area. Capacity, sorry, uh, population 500, sorry, 249,000 people. Uh, live in the Northern Territory. And their output, $26 billion. Interesting. More, sorry, less than half the people. Oh, sorry. ACT have less than half the people, less than half the population of my state. Yet, they're only about $6 billion off in regards to the size of their economy. Interesting. But yeah, anyway, so here's some facts and figures for you, some opinions, some thoughts. This is the longest episode ever. Um, yeah, it's, just, I, it's completely baffling how, now I'll say this, if I want a contract negotiated, I'm not going to be asking the Premier to do it for me because I'll have to build or spend heaps of money on a facility that is completely ridiculous. And they've wed themselves to it. They can't not do it. So it's 
it's it's it's an absolute fiasco. It's complete fiasco. Absolute idiots. Anyway, oh, and they're like, oh, we're not going to take it to an election because probably if they went to an election, they'd get rolled. Anyway, I got to wrap it up after this. Oh. Well, everybody, thank you for listening to this very economic, economical episode of the podcast. Most definitely the longest one I've ever done. Uh, look, if you have any questions, send me an email. Uh, send me an email to what is it? It's uh, Luke who's talking pod at gmail.com. I know some people out there have me on uh, Insta, on Instagram. No, what do you call it? Discord. So, you know. Yeah, email me, tweet me, whatever. If you have any, if you have any questions, I know some people out there um, who listen. I have some contact with them on Discord. So if they have any questions, if they have any questions, um, yeah, send me a uh, question. Anyway, everybody, we're going to wrap it up, and I'll catch you in the next episode where hopefully we won't be talking about the stadium fiasco. But if something spicy happens. I'll keep you informed. I'll keep you informed. Anyway, everybody, see you later. Bye.